the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning, seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we're underway on a Tuesday. It's the 10th morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Appreciate you being with us. Coming up on the program, a doubleheader. Uh, really, this is just the kind of a, you know, if it were a concert, it would be like an A-list opening act, opening for an even bigger A-list uh, uh, headliner. It's kind of like that. When you get Jordan and Kirsten out, really, either one of them could headline. That's kind of the point. We've got two headliners. One of them will open for the other. That's pretty amazing. Jordan and Kirsten out today. Normally, Jordan is a Monday guest. Jim Jordan, our fourth congressional district representative and uh, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. He will join us at 935, so about a half an hour from now. Then at 1010, it is Tuesday, so that makes it Kirsten out day, and we will hear from Peter Kirsten of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. So we've got a lot of ground to cover with both of them. Very much looking forward to that. And, of course, hearing from you. Yesterday, we were guest-free on a Monday for uh, the first time in a while. We did, uh, you know, we always have Jim Jordan on Monday and usually one other guest. Uh, but yesterday, we were guest-free, and we had some great, great conversations with a lot of great listeners uh, and callers, and I, I really enjoyed it. I want you to keep doing more of that. I monologue a lot in this program. I try to bring an education each day on information that you may or may not know. Some of it you may know because it go, it's gone viral, and I'll just comment on it. Some of it you may not know, and I try to present that. Uh, and then we have a lot of guests. But some days I just want to open up the phone lines and have conversation with you. And yesterday was a great one. So let's try to do that whenever the opportunity arises. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will work to get you here. I learned when I started Radio 20... Holy goodness, has it been 25 years? 24 years. 24, 25 years now. Wow. 
uh, when I started doing talk radio, that uh, less than 2% of listeners to a talk radio program are inspired enough to pick up the phone and call and have something to say, something to contribute. They'd just rather sit and listen rather than be active. I'm asking you to up that number because I really learn a lot from you, too. That's the, that's the thing a lot of talk show hosts won't tell you. You know, we, we like to be self-important. We like to say, hey, you know, I've got information you don't have. Listen to me. In many cases, that's the, uh, that is the truth because it's our job. I do. I take it very seriously, and I try to research as much as humanly possible, study history. But sometimes I can learn from your point of view with things that I just had never thought of before, and that's what, what I really like to do. So try to up your game on that front, and we will all benefit from it. Now, having said that, before we start with the news of the day, what do you say we pause for our Pledge of Allegiance? Patriots, please stand, face your flag if you have one, hand over your heart. Leftists, Democrats, destroying this country through trillions of dollars of socialist spending. You can go ahead and remain seated or take your knee or do whatever it is you do while the rest of us show our allegiance to our country. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Indeed, uh, liberty and justice for all. The emphasis for this particular part of the program is going to be on the liberty portion. Our freedoms are continuing to be taken away from us. We're focusing on this until we don't have to focus on this anymore. And I apologize for any redundancy. But every day that goes by where they continue to push A, unconstitutional, and B, non-scientific mask and or vaccine mandates upon us, I am going to help lead the push back. And that's just the reality of the situation. Our liberty is in peril this is not just about your health. This is not about their concern about your, uh, you know, your ability to ward off disease. It's not about that. It is about control, and it is about taking more of your liberties away. And again, if they can start with your health choices, what else is what else, you know, is 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 next? And the reason I say it that way is because your health privacy, your medical privacy, should be sacrosanct. It should be the most important and vital of our privacy uh, issues that we have. Our ability to make our own decisions on how we live, what we eat, how often we go to the doctor, how often we take vitamins, how often we uh, take medications, what we keep our weight at. I mean, all of these things are personal to each of us and never should the government interfere with our own personal medical decisions. They shouldn't even know what our personal medical decisions are. That's why HIPAA laws exist. No one should know. And so if they can take that from you, if they can take that most private of decisions away from you, what next can they take? The answer, you probably know, is everything. Everything. If you can take the most important and the most private away, then the next step is it's just a cakewalk for them. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. We are also going to talk about the addiction that the left has to spending your money. The addiction that the left has to wasting your money. The addiction that the right has, that the Republicans have, to allowing them to do it. The addiction that Republicans have to 
cowering in the corner while the left beats them into submission. The addiction that our Republican senators have, and oftentimes our Republican representatives in the House as well have, to fracturing, to not being able to stand strong, to build a wall against Democrats' socialist spending sprees. Why and how they continue to cave in, knowing what the Democrats are doing to them, and then when they get their own power and their own turn at the helm of the Senate and the House, they do virtually nothing to undo that damage. This is the frustration that so many of us have with our politics. We want so hard to say we're proud Republicans, but it's days like this when I see an infrastructure bill, 2,700 pages long that they have not read. They can't read in that short period of time before they will vote at the end of this show today at about 11 o'clock. They're going to vote to pass this $1.2 trillion monstrosity that does have more infrastructure in it, by the way, than it did before, this infrastructure bill. But this is the Trojan horse for the $3.5 trillion monstrosity that is a socialist shopping list. The Republicans could only allow that $3.5 trillion socialist shopping list, their dream, their, their Green New Deal starter kit, they could only allow that to happen through budget reconciliation if they caved in on the $1.2 trillion traditional uh, infrastructure bill. And so what did they do? 20 of them caved in. 20 of them caved in instead of holding the line, knowing full well what the Democrat goal was here. It's why I have on this program on numerous occasions declared myself to be a non-Republican. I'm a conservative non-Republican because the Republican Party makes me wretch. And I hope I'm not being too understated when I say that. The Republican Party makes me sick. The ORP, that's the Ohio Republican Party, the Republican majority in the Ohio General Assembly, useless. Putrid, pathetic, makes me lose my breakfast. And now on the national stage, we see another example of it as well. Now, this does not mean to a man or woman that every single member of the Republican Party in those various uh, legislatures, statewide or federal, that they're all this way. But as a body... They are completely and utterly useless because they don't have the backbone and the courage to play hardball, quite frankly, the way the evil demon rats do. The demon rats may be demonic. The demon rats may be attempting to launch the Great Reset in the United States and globally. Essentially turning us all into slaves of the state. The demon rats may indeed be spending our country into oblivion. The demon rats may be adopting policies that will bring about Marxist theory as the governing theory of the United States. The demon rats may be doing all of those terrible things. 
But the one thing you can say about them, they're united. The demon rats will hold together. And that's why they're kicking our Republican arses. The Senate infrastructure vote, just the latest example of how putrid the Republican Party truly is. Leaders in both parties think there is enough support in the Senate to pass the $1 trillion deal. It calls for spending on traditional infrastructure like the nation's roads and water systems. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. This will do a whole lot of good for America. And the Senate can be proud it has passed this. Then the measure goes on to the House. As that's happening, Democrats in the Senate are supposed to get to work on a $3.5 trillion human infrastructure plan. This one calling for spending on child care, tuition-free community college, and much more. Senate Republicans appear united against the second package, saying the U.S. can't afford it. Oh, how cute. Isn't that just adorable? My friends, the Senate Republicans appear united against the second package, the $3.5 trillion socialist shopping list. But the problem is the Democrats don't need a Republican vote on that one because that one is going to go through budget reconciliation. They don't need any Republicans. So how convenient and cute are the Republicans? 20 of them will crack and allow the $1 trillion traditional infrastructure bill to go through with the full knowledge that that then green lights and and tips the next domino, whatever it is you want to call it, for the $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill to be passed. And that's the one they're opposed to. But that's the one they can't stop. Because it's budget reconciliation. The only thing they could do is stop the first trillion dollar package, thus putting off, delaying, or stopping altogether the $3.5 trillion human infrastructure package. Again, of what use is the Republican Party to us? My answer would be none. None. They do nothing to protect and preserve this country, its infrastructure, its economy, its financial health, its national security, they do nothing to protect those things. This is why the the Republican National Committee, the RNC, is so frustrated with me because, you know, for the first few years of doing this program, they would send me notes and send my producer notes. Hey, would you like to talk to somebody from the RNC about this issue or that issue? And this, and I used to take those interviews. I haven't taken an RNC offering in over two years because I don't want to talk to them because they're a joke. The Republican Party is a joke. It does nothing to stop what the demon rats are doing to this country. Senator John Kenney from Louisiana responding and reacting to this infrastructure bill cost. They told us all this isn't going to add to inflation, but it is. I mean, I don't like to brag about all the expensive uh, expensive places I've been, but earlier today I went to the gas station. This bill's going to make it worse. It's going to make it worse for groceries, too. It's an inflation bomb is what this bill is, and the one that's going to follow it is even worse. Senator Bill Haggerty from Tennessee is one of the, uh, like I said, all of my criticism of the Republican Party is not 
to a man. It's not to every individual. There, there are independent thinkers there, including Bill Haggerty, who went on Tucker last night to talk about this infrastructure deal. Come on. Now they've taken the attempt to basically give us zero time to evaluate a 2,700-page bill that's fallen a quarter of a trillion dollars short in terms of it being funded and paid for as advertised. 2,700 pages. There is no way they're reading it. This is just Obamacare Part 2. We have to pass it, then we can see what's in it. That's exactly what they did at the start, or actually the first stimulus bill. The first stimulus bill that Obama put in play back in 2009. We have to pass this monstrosity so that we can see what's in it. And the Republicans just repeating history and doing it all over again. More from Haggerty, though. It's been shielded with the veneer of bipartisanship. But what it really has become is the open gateway to lead right into this $3.5 trillion package, the Bernie Sanders Transformation of America package that they're trying to set up. The Bernie Sanders Transformation of America package. That's well said, Senator Haggerty. But it's too bad that 20 of your colleagues are going along with it. They're going to bankrupt this country and begin the process of wealth redistribution, Marxist wealth redistribution, immediately. How do we know? Well, because Chuck Schumer said so. Chuck Schumer made it very clear. How's this going to get paid for? And while my Republican colleagues regurgitate the same tired talking points about a Democratic spending spree, let me remind It's not a talking point when it's real, you pathetic old coot. It's $3.5 trillion to give free community college and free this and free that and free everything else to buy votes. It's not a talking point. It's a reality. It is a spendathon because you socialist slash Marxist uh, pathetic hacks... Uh, are in control, and that's what you do. Mind America that we plan to pay for this package by making the wealthy pay their fair share. You talk about a talking, a, t- a tired talking point. There it is. Make the wealthy pay their fair share. What does that mean? America's employers, America's businesses, the backbone of the American economy, particularly small businesses, are going to be devastated by the increase in taxes to pay for this trash. And how does that impact you? Higher prices at the stores and for products and services, and more importantly, layoffs. Because businesses cannot continue to operate at their current uh, current overhead, and that includes payroll, if they're going to have to pay the federal government that much more money for the socialist shopping list. My friends, this is this is this is just a bad time. I haven't even mentioned COVID. I haven't even mentioned masking. I plan to, but but this is a this is a horrific situation. At the same time, we're dealing with the takeover of our liberty. They are now going to take over our economy with the Bernie Sanders uh, re reshape America plan, and Republicans are going right along with it. All right, it's nine twenty four. I'll be right back. Okay, 928, let's talk to Dave, who's in Parma on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Dave, thanks for waiting through my monologue. You're on the air, my friend. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Good morning again, Bob. And, uh, hey, to start off um, in your monologue about learning, and, you know, I want to let you know that the reason I continue to tune into your radio show is because I learn, you know, and kudos to you and your staff. 
and keep up the good work on that. Because if I stop learning and just listen to some radio guy, guy out there talking, like a lot of these guys out there now are trying to be Rush Limbaugh wannabes. And they just suck at it. I'm just <laughs> bored to death, and I'm turning the radio off more and more now. But anyway, that's not why I called. Um, Bob, quickly about if I could uh, maybe uh, pass some news along regarding grocery shopping at the local Giant Eagles. Yeah. I shopped on Sunday. To my surprise, I went in there mid-morning. They had signage put up that in red letters that said, requesting everyone on premise to put a face covering on. Now they had dropped that for, for the past few months and I was hot. So I go to the front office in the store. The girl said, and I'm trying not to get mad at the employees because they're, they are, the employees are mandated to wear a mask. Okay. Um, in any event, they said, yep, you want to wear one? Would, can we give you one? And I walked away. I went to do my shopping, and I told him, if you want to call the cops on me, you go ahead. I'm going shopping. Anyway, yesterday it was too late to, to call your show, but I talked to Giant Eagle's front office in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah? The word, manda- the word mandatory is not in, in for us. It is not mandatory for customers. The signage is, looks intimidating. Now, for those people who out there who haven't shopped at their Giant Eagle lately, it's not mandatory for you as a customer to wear a face covering. The signage does look intimidating, though, so I just wanted to be clear on that and let you all know. So I don't know if you knew that or not. So that's well, what I, did, I have for I you. Did know, I did know most of that, and the reason why is my wife does most of our grocery shopping at Giant Eagle as well, and when she saw about a week ago, there was actually a notice, I don't know, she saw it online or in the paper or something about a return to masking, and I said, well, when then we're returning to not shopping at Giant Eagle. I would not go into that place back when they had masking uh, mandatory policies. And Dave, thanks for the call. I'm going to get to our news here. Um, and then when she went the next time, she saw and it said, oh, it's not actually, a, it's a, not a mandate. It is a request. We want everybody to, but you are not forced to at this point in time. And so she continues to shop there until they do probably uh, do a force situation. So, uh, yeah, there are a lot of them that are trying to intimidate. They're putting signs on their doors saying, you know, that it's required if you are unvaccinated. Uh, but it is up to you to make up, you know, to be honest with yourself and with your fellow shoppers and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of places that are doing that now. And I would implore people, learn what their mandate is, their requirements are, or if they're just suggestions before you go and shop. Because I do not want to patronize any businesses. This is my view personally. I don't want to patronize any businesses that are going to restrict my freedoms in any way. If I do choose to go into a place that has a mandatory mask policy, I'm going to ignore it. And I just walk by and do my thing. And if they give me any hassle, which 99 times out of 100, they don't. Uh, but if they give me any hassle, I'll deal with it at that time. But I'm not going to give up my liberty uh, to save a buck by shopping at one store over another. Thank you, my friend, for the call. Let me get out so we can come back in with Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. Never been a sinner. I never sinned. I got a friend. In- Enter the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. At 9.36, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. It's been shielded with a veneer of bipartisanship, but what it really has become is the open gateway to lead right into this $3.5 trillion package, the Bernie Sanders transformation of America package that they're trying to set up. 
the Bernie Sanders Transformation of America package. That's a pretty doggone good description, and the Republicans are walking right into it. Uh, that was Senator Bill Haggerty from uh, Tennessee. Joining us now is Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio, the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee in the House. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? I'm fine, Bob. Good to be with you today. Good to talk to you as well. I'm going to vent for a second here, and uh, you sure. can try to talk me off the ledge, or you can vent with me. Your choice. Um, I'm in one of those moods today where I'm ready to declare myself a non-Republican. I'm going to declare myself a conservative independent because I'm so disgusted by the Republican Party. Twenty GOP senators helping to pass this infrastructure bill, knowing full well that the minute the $1 trillion traditional infrastructure bill passes, the Democrats go to budget, budget reconciliation to pass that $3.5 trillion socialist shopping list, as it's being called. And that's exactly what it is. Congressman, why, why, why can Republicans never hold the line? Why do we always cave in? Why are we, we have 20 of your Senate colleagues on the other side, the other chamber, ready to vote yes on a 2,700-page bill that they have not read? Why do we yeah. always cave into these people? No, it's frustrating, uh, you know called infrastructure bill that I think mentions the word equity over 60 times. When have you ever seen that? So uh, you're right. It's, it's, it's 1.2 or trillion or whatever it is. And then it's going to be followed up by this 3.5 trade. So uh, it's ridiculous. It's wrong. It's uh, started the green new deal as president Trump has said. Um, yeah. It's all bad. It's, and it's just typical left wing, left wing spending that unfortunately some Republicans went along with. Um, why is it? Why do you think they did? I mean, do, I mean, is there no is there no communication? I mean, what do you think is going to happen on the House side? Is there going to be? In fact, let me let me kind of answer my own question and get your reaction to this. Uh, this is one Republican uh, House member who pretty much is uh, is ready to go and who is all for this. Let me see if I can find this one real quick. And no, maybe I can't. Uh, but it was Jeff Andrew who said uh, basically, yeah, this has got a lot of great stuff in it. I think this is a great bill. So the Republicans on your side in your chamber, at least some of them, are going to support this as well. well Once again, knowing yeah, what's I, coming, knowing what's coming behind it in the budget reconciliation, three point right. five trillion dollar monstrosity. How can every Republican not just say, I don't care if it's any good or not. We're not going to let that one go through because we have to right. stop the one that follows it. Right. We should be against. I mean, understand, I've said this now several times, but the Democrat economic plan, all an economic plan, is, you know, lock down your economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work. And, oh, by the way, for all of you who've been working hard over the last year and a half, we're going to raise your tax. So th- th- that's their crazy plan. And we should just call it what it is, crazy, and not go along with any of it, not not allow and, and, and uh, facilitate any of it actually uh, uh, happening. If they're going to do all those crazy things, let them do it. I hope we can stop them. But if they're going to do it, let them do it and then run against it and win, win back the, the House of Representatives is supposed to do that will actually help American families. Yeah, so but what, yeah, I, but I what that does that do, go, but With all due respect, what good does that do? We win back the majority and we don't undo the damage that was done by the Democrats when they had their majority. You know, it seems to be our talking point is, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to su- suck it up right. here and deal with what they fed us. We're going to eat what they fed us, the spoonfuls of garbage that they fed us, but then we're going to run against them and win it back and then do what? We don't undo the damage? Well, so what's, what, uh, what's the point? I, no, no, I think we will. And, and frankly, we did. We, we, we cut taxes. We, uh, we, you know, President Trump built the wall. Uh, uh, we reduced regulations. Uh, we had the greatest economy in, in, in the last 50 years, lowest unemployment. 
Uh, lots of good things happened when we had control. Now, I agree with you, and I pushed our leadership, and particularly then Speaker Ryan, that we didn't do enough, and we didn't do enough of what we said we would do. I, I totally agree with that. But I do think now we're at a point where the left is so crazy. The left wants to, you know, just radically change our country, move it towards towards a socialist nation, which we all know is terrible. So I do think that the, the divide is so so um, obvious that you will see when we win it back, you will see Republicans actually do what they said um, and fight for the things that the American people, I think, deep down really care about. And frankly, the things that make our country the greatest country ever. Um, I'm not. I'm certainly not going to argue that we didn't do some great things when Trump was in office and we had majorities. We did, but we don't undo damage. That's my point. When is the last time? Yeah, and I no, literally look. don't know the answer to this question. Maybe you can educate me here. But when is the last time Democrats rammed through during their majority a multi-trillion-dollar uh, bill, a stimulus bill, or some other kind of spendathon that they go on? Especially if they use budget yeah. reconciliation, and then Republicans take over. And no, when is the last time somebody introduced? legislation to actually undo that and say that bill that was passed, that budget bill is going to be no longer valid. We're taking money well, away from this Green New Deal thing, this uh, equity thing, et cetera. I don't think I've ever seen a Republican majority come in and try to say, you know, that trillions of dollars over the course of 10 years, we're only two years right. in, we're undoing the next eight years of that crap and reallocating those dollars. I've never seen anything like yeah. that. Well, there, there, there's been bills introduced to do that, but I think to your point is very seldom do you ever see anything anything pass and actually right. undo that i mean we we couldn't even, even with our we majority even stop we couldn't even stop playing i mean not what we we pushed and pushed for this but under under speaker boehner we couldn't even stop money to, uh from going to planned parenthood after we saw the videos and all the disgusting things that they were talking about with in those videos we couldn't even undo it then we couldn't undo obamacare even though we campaigned on it for election after election and the american people elect us to undo obamacare and we get in power and instead of passing the bill that we passed the, the congress before that the senate passed and the house had passed uh what did paul ryan do he come up with some three bucket approach three-step process that was a complete failure so i i i get the point um but i do think now this is a different animal. We have never seen the Democrats this radical, this crazy. You now have a major political party. This has never happened in American history. One of the major political parties now is controlled by the left, controlled by a group of people who actually don't like the country. And I think that is waking up Republicans, waking up Americans to say, wait a minute. This is, this is so different than what we've ever seen. We have got to stick together and fight the crazy things that the left is now doing. Well, it's up there. I don't know if it's the uh, the worst. I mean, you know, for crying out loud, we allowed Obamacare to go through, which was a socialist takeover of the health care system. For crying out loud, we allowed a mandate that you must buy a product from a private company or face fines and or jail if you don't. Uh, we've seen them yeah. do radical things that change this country because they don't like the country. That's why they say, yep. Obama yep. said it, right Biden says we're going to fundamentally transform this country. We've seen it before, and Republicans just swallow it and move on to the next thing. And it just makes me sick because I, I want to have yeah. faith in my Republican leadership. I want to have faith in my party, but there are times where I feel like they are absolutely disinterested in fighting to win. They fight the fight and have the great t- sound uh, sound bites, talking points. They'll make a, you know, somebody will cheer them when they say something aggressive at a speech. But when it comes time to fight them in the trenches 20 republicans just caved in in the senate uh 20 yeah. of them 20 you, of the 50 uh, caved in in the senate and said here's your uh, 1.2 trillion and we know that we're now going to have to swallow the quote-unquote 3.5 trillion dollar human infrastructure bill which gives them yeah. like i said socialist marxist dreams 
Yeah, you won't see. Look, first of all, Freedom Caucus members don't cave in. I don't cave in. President Trump doesn't cave in. I don't think you're going to see the vast, vast, vast majority of Republicans in the House of Representatives cave in. I think you're going to see them fight this stuff. And I do think when we get in power, we're going to push back because we have to. Again, I think we've crossed the line here. I think that, that it is so scary where the left wants to take the nation, whether it's the vaccine mandate, whether it's what, you know, what's happened in healthcare, what is on and on. The, the frankly, they always talk about the left always talks about misinformation, but the misinformation, the, the outright untruthful statements we are getting from from our government and we continue to get from from the Biden administration is what scares me the most. So yeah. I do think you're going to see people push back. Well, I hope you're right. And by the way, it is not my habit or practice of yelling at members of Congress, particularly those that I have great no, respect for. So thank you for, for, no, I mean this, seriously, yes. Congressman. You know, you're, you're, you're my guy that I've got here. You're also my Congressman, so I guess I'm supposed to petition my yeah, government you're to address of my grievances. You, but I yeah. do, usually don't do it this disrespectfully. I'm just very, and I think I speak for oh, a lot of people. A lot of people who are you. counting on the Republicans to stop these demon rat uh, policies and this this spending that is good. You know, and you heard Schumer say it yesterday, by the way. He said, oh, by the way, just so you know, we plan to pay for this thing in its entirety by making yeah, right, the wealthy right. pay their fair share. That means businesses, business owners, employers are going to see their tax rates go through the roof, thereby raising the price of the goods and services we buy and probably laying yep. people off because they can't afford the payroll especially at $15, $17 an hour that has been kind of forced upon them through this COVID. So, you know, their plan is raise the, the taxes on our employers, which is only going to harm the middle class. The middle class is going to disappear. Disappear. Gone. Yeah. No, and, and all this is going on, Bob, while we have uh, this, this literal crisis on the border that I now believe, 100% believe, I'm sure you do and your listeners do, that this is intentional. You cannot oh, have five months. March was the highest month on record for illegal crossings until April. April was the highest month until May. May was the highest month until June. June was the highest month until July. When you continue to see that kind of bad trend, you know this is an intentional uh, decision to say there is no border. There is no longer a border in our country, which uh, part, of, part of the definition of a nation is you have borders and you enforce the, the law on the border. But the Biden administration refuses to do so. It is an intentional harm they are causing to our nation. And we have to start talking about that way. I think this is going to be one of the fundamental issues, along with the crazy economic plan that they have. So instead of spending money on this ridiculous so-called infrastructure bill, why don't we spend taxpayer dollars on doing what we're supposed to do, which is securing our nation's border? Yeah, which is infrastructure, by the way. Real infrastructure securing that border. And for crying out loud, building that wall and finishing that wall would have been part of that. Since you beat me to it and brought up um, uh, the border issue, two things. Number one, you know, as far as the intentional aspect, which you just brought up, Joe Biden now, six months in, still has not visited that border, despite the record number of crossings you're talking about. Secondly, let's tie this into the COVID conversation now, because they continue to release COVID-positive illegal aliens into American towns, first into the shelter that they have them in where they can impact a tons of other people then they're busing and flying these people it's people think that this is all going on some do anyway and just you know texas new mexico arizona the border in california the border states it doesn't it, they're sending them to pretty much all 50 states they're sending them here to ohio they're sending them to the fourth district congressman and they're bringing then yep. they're trying to tell us that it's the conservative uh voices against vaccinations that are leading to the delta variant breakthrough and not the yeah. fact yeah. that they're sending covid positive people with Without being tested or or or, or, yeah. or quarantined or or anything else uh, into the populations. Yeah. No. It's 
again, this, this, the, the, the information they tell us, the con- contradictory information we get, I'm to the point now when it comes directly to COVID that I don't – Dr. Fauci knew, and we've talked about this, knew on January 31st, 2020, that um, he got an email from Dr. Anderson that said this virus it looks engineered, this virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. He was on notice that this virus came from a lab a year and a half ago and has, has misled the American people since then. So we're supposed to believe everything else they tell us. We're supposed to believe, oh, no, this, this situation on the border is not, a, not the problem, not a concern. I mean, no one believes what these people tell us anymore. That's why they keep saying it over and over again, because no one's buying it anymore. And they, do. they think maybe through well, repetition we'll start buying it, but no one is. Well, you know, if, if, if you want to try to sell a message, you ought to try to be consistent, I think, at least. And, yeah. and here we are over the weekend, Congressman. The left, both political and media, and that's kind of a redundancy, but the left condemns super spreader events like the Sturgis motorcycle rally, uh, which they said last year was going to kill people. There were 450,000 people there. I think they had one positive case come out of that. I'm not joking. I, I saw the story. So they're condemning that, and yet... The large crowds of, what does the New York Times call them? Sophisticated vaccinated liberals at Barack Obama's party. They're not going to pass the the virus on anybody because they're sophisticated. Uh, Where's the consistency of messaging? We're not sophisticated, Bob. You know, you can get COVID going. You can get COVID going to church, going to school, going to work, going to Trump rallies. You can probably get COVID just listening to the Bob France radio show, but you can't get it at the Obama birthday party. You can't get it when Governor Gavin Newsom goes to a five-star restaurant with friends and lobbyists while he's telling us we can't have Thanksgiving with our family. You can't get it. You can't get it at a San Francisco hair salon. You, you, no, no, you can't get it there. <laughs> Only when you're listening to Bob France on the radio can you get COVID. Uh, no place else, according to these liberals. So again, this just undermines these these people and all the baloney and misinformation they continue to spout to us. No one's buying it anymore. And like I'm, I'm in, I'm in Miami County right now, Troy, Ohio. I'm going to do a, a little lunch or event with uh, with my colleague, Congressman Davidson. And everyone here is fine. No mask. People walking around. It's like everything is just normal America. We're not buying all the baloney and the left wing propaganda we hear from uh, from these people. Yeah, I try to turn my mic off when I cough because I don't want my COVID particles coming out people's speakers <laughs> and getting them sick in their cars. Because uh, you know that's that's what the left. And again, would tell you. this is. And again, Bob, this is not to downplay COVID. Look, it's serious. You and I have never said it wasn't. We should do the proper thing. But at some point, it's like also just give us the truth and not all this political baloney that we keep getting from the left. I fear, and I'm glad you're in Miami County, and I'm glad you're there with Congressman Davidson, and I'm glad you're saying things look normal there. My fear is that they're not going to look normal there or anywhere else in Ohio for long. Now, you know what DeSantis did, uh, banning mandates. You know what Ducey did in Arizona. You know what Abbott did, banning mask mandates for kids in schools, which is phenomenal. Now, Ted Cruz has introduced legislation to, on a federal level to ban mask mandates and vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. So my question to you, Congressman, is, is, you know, some leaders are stepping up and doing these things, but why do our elected officials in Ohio appear to be doing nothing? I fear that it's only going to be a, a, a week well, or two before, before uh, our governor, our red state Republican governor, is going to act like a Democrat governor and order mandates again, and uh, if not lockdowns. No, I, I mean, look, I don't think the legislature will allow Governor DeWine, if he decides to do that, I don't think they're going to allow him to do that. And frankly, the closer we get to the election, uh, the less likely I think uh, Governor DeWine is to do 
you know, some some ridiculous lockdown measure. I just don't. I, I mean, I think he. Yeah, you know, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, but it's one. It's one thing for him to not do an active a uh, measure like that, but by sitting there being passive, he is allowing all of the school districts to make up their own minds about masking their kids. Why won't he do it yeah. to Santa, Seducey, and Abbott or whether and say, you know what, no mandates. Leave it up to parents if they want to send their kids to school with their faces covered for seven hours. Leave it up to the parents. Yeah. Other governors are doing it. Other Republican governors yeah, are would. doing that. Not ours. I wish he would. I wish he would, and 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 you know, I wish he would go more on the positive side. But if he's at least willing to stay neutral, then then members of school board, families need to show up and say, don't don't go there, don't do it. That's not what we want in our in our in our district. But I wish yeah. the governor would do what what Governor DeSantis is doing. I just don't think he will. I, I just I just based on what we've seen over the last year and a half, I just don't. I think there's zero chance he'll do that. Maybe he'll surprise us, but. Um, Meanwhile, as long as he doesn't go the negative route and start mandating, you know, more lockdown type of thing, right? Um, that's 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 probably the best we can get, and uh, that that's that's better than uh, than, than where we were a year and a half ago. Congressman, you're a good man, you're a good sport, and you're a good representative. You let me yell at you for about twenty minutes, and, uh, and <laughs> you pay my again, salary. I know you're it's not all your fault. Yeah, I know it's not your fault, obviously, but but yeah, we do. We, you know, the, like I said, I feel like I represent a lot of people who listen to me and a lot of people who feel the same way, and we all want to have our moment with our respective members of Congress to tell them what we want done, uh, and so yeah, we kind of use you through, through for that. So I certainly appreciate no you, your willingness to Go do ahead. that. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for Thank the difference you, you make. Take care, Bob. All right, take care. Nine fifty four. We'll be right back. Okay, 9.57, time for a couple of calls before the top of the hour. Don't forget, Curse Now coming up uh, at about 10.10. Right now, Vince and Westlake. Hey, Vince, go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, Bob. Uh, Thanks again for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, You addressed one of my comments that I wanted to make, and that was the next time you talked to Jim Jordan, you know, how about holding his feet to the fire? You did a great job. And uh, I dare say you did it respectfully, too. I think he heard you, and it was obvious that he – Felt your passion and, uh, and all of our concerns about the things that are going on, uh, which leads me to my next comment. You know, it's real easy to go online and Google who your local uh, representatives are, who your state representatives are, who your national representatives are. And as you did with Jim Jordan, we all need to be calling them, calling their offices, holding their feet to the fire and telling them, you know, why, you know, are you not fighting this more? Why are you laying down? Like, like you said, it's just, it's amazing how these Republicans just, lay that down and, and, and don't do nothing. And the last thing is, um, you know, Citizens for Free Speech, that's one of the organizations you probably that I'm involved in, and I know there's other ones you've talked about. That, mm-hmm. um, sometime when you have the opportunity, it might be worth letting those names and contact people out again. And that. So people need to get involved in these and, and get active instead of, you know, whining and crying about stuff. And take, take some action, get involved, and, and start doing what needs to be done to take this country back or else, like you said, man, it's over if we don't. Well, you're exactly right. And I'm glad you're a member of Citizens for Free Speech. Thank you for the call, Vince. I appreciate that. It, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, and it might have been, yeah, I guess it was yesterday, um, uh, what I think the number one problem, the biggest problem facing this country is right now. Because I posed that question to my friends on Facebook, and I got a lot of really great responses. I said in five words or less, what are the what are the biggest problems that this country faces? And somebody put that question to me, and I, one of the, I had a twofold answer. I said it's kind of a tie for number one. One is the freedom of speech, which we are losing. It is being taken from us. It's not eroding. Erosion happens over a long period of time. This is being taken from us in real time, very quickly. Freedom of speech, and then free and fair elections. 
Those those are the two most important things uh, that I think we need to focus on. So I will use this occasion, since you brought it up, Vince, to in, uh, invite people, encourage people, beg people. Join Citizens for Free Speech. We are about 35,000 strong across America. The vast majority of the, or the, at least the majority, uh, are in Ohio, members of Citizens for Free Speech. And we are getting together to make a difference in our local communities, at our state levels, and beyond. Uh, so log on to citizensforfreespeech.org, citizensforfreespeech.org to become a member. It's absolutely free. Your information will not be shared, but you will be a part of a community that is more than just griping about everything. We're doing something about it. Citizensforfreespeech.org. Kirsten, now after the top of the hour, AM 1420, The Answer.